What's up, Camel? You ready to do the podcast? Hey, everybody! What a good-looking crowd today! Yeah, yeah! Thank you for coming out. My name's Campbell. Uh, hey, look, we've got some crazy stuff that's happened this year. Uh, anybody in the crowd ever hear of COVID-19? Who the fuck are you talking to? COVID-19. I, I, I tell you, we have been stuck inside so long, I've peed into so many mason jars that basically I could start my own food stamps. Yeah, you really should clean those up. You shouldn't just leave those out. Also, who are you talking to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me do some crowd work. All right. Hey, have you gotten your shot? Have you gotten your shot? Anyone got? Okay, all right. Um, well, look, how does Johnson & Johnson make shots? Like, they make my deodorant. Like, is there vaccinations in my deodorant besides all the harmful aluminum that's in there? Hey! <laughs> Who ever heard of airline peanuts? Speaking of airlines, we can't even fly anymore. Are you doing stand-up? On your own? Yes, I am. Leave me alone. I'm inside my house doing stand-up. That's you're, what we're doing, right? You're covering up your non-existent microphone. Sorry, sorry, people. We technical difficulties. Um, listen, Michael. Like you're supposed to support me in my fake stand-up routine, okay? So I, Bo Burnham, really like made me feel like I needed to become a stand-up. It seems pretty easy. You just sit in your house and jerk off and and point a camera at you. I mean, I mean, obviously my jokes are above par, okay? So, so how about you? Uh, where are you from? You flew in from Sheboygan and your arms are tired, I bet. <laughs> Camel, Camel, we're supposed to be doing a podcast. What kind of podcast? Well, a horror podcast. Yeah, but that's, that's not like the context of this. This is not what kind of horror podcast. Did, did we ever do horror? So... <laughs> So tonight on the Cat Scare podcast, a, mo- a podcast about horror movies, we're doing a comedy special called Bo Burnham's Inside. We got to break it up a little. This may be the breakup for sure. All right. Well, uh, hey, good seeing all y'all. I'll see you next time. I'm here all week. I have a ventriloquist dummy here too. Do you want to hear that part? Why do you have a sock in your hand? Oh, oh, this is the wrong sock. It's really dry. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Cat Scare Podcast. I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. And tonight we're talking about the most horrific movie we've ever seen. Uh, no, we're talking about uh, what 2021 or 20, yeah, tw- 2021. 2021's Netflix. comedy special, well, comedy in quotations. It's pretty funny. Well, so it's a comedy. For I sure. mean, there's jokes. It's it's special. Michael just wants everyone to know it's special. It's special. But this has been my favorite thing that I have watched this year. Uh, it has. I mean, I must. I, it's been over a month since I first watched it, and it is still fresh in the mind. I listen to the songs pretty much every time I'm driving uh, 
a drive that's over an hour long. On the regular, you're, you're, you're saying. You watch this, listen to this on the rig. Yeah. The Not on the rag, the rig. <laughs> now, this is Bo Burnham's inside. Yes. Okay? So, um... I'm gonna. I feel like every time we do this podcast, I peel back a little bit of the onion that is Michael. Michael loves musical numbers. I wouldn't say I love. No, Michael loves. Hey, what's your feelings on Hamilton? Okay, that's a that's a whole different thing. This boy uh, treats him like it's a religious experience. He still needs to watch. Look, I watched. Uh, I actually just watched uh, Lin Manuel's Lin Manuel Miranda's other. Um, musical uh, In the Heights. Uh, they had a film release of it. Um, it's actually got a lot of the same people from Hamilton in it. Yeah, he's like the American Horror Story of musicals. I guess. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I watched that and it was it was alright. Definitely not near as good as Hamilton <laughs> as far as as far as its writing and its uh, pace and all that but that's I feel know. like if if uh, Michael's fiance was here and I said sing a song they would do that they would do all we would it. absolutely do it yeah sing a song for me Michael and Shauna you know I've got my wedding coming up and you can guarantee there's gonna be a little bit of Hamilton played at the reception as long as you play me one Dua Lipa song I'll be happy because I'm gonna get down get down some Dua Lipa uh, by the way that's like on constant rotation for me right Sorry, Dua Lipa is not You're missing out, man. You're about to see some sweaty people just getting down, like grinding on each other. That's what that's what that music is. <laughs> Jesus Christ, she's hot, and uh, and it's it's fantastic music. Um, so yeah, so Michael's a musical boy, um, he, even though he says he's not. Now I uh, give you a little background on myself. I actually am co-director of a local children's theater that does musicals. Uh, Into the Woods is my favorite musical. Um, it's garbage. It's not garbage. Stephen Soundheim's the man. I love Sweeney Todd. Uh, that's about it with him. But I've always enjoyed Grease and Little Shop of Horrors and, and all those good ones. See, I like all those. I don't like Into the Woods. Into the Woods is amazing. Like, it's the best, besides Shrek, it's the best mix <laughs> of fairy tales. And I love it. It's just a really cool, cool, and like how, like, his music is done like, they're speak talking and so I just think it's very complex and you do need to know how to sing to sing this music so I like how this this podcast this episode has already started as like completely alienating whatever kind of audience we would already well that's have. the purpose of it like we're not here like we all know what this podcast is about it's about horror movies and us making fun of them or, or celebrating them and then us making fun of the actors or actresses that are in it or people that aren't even in it. Um, that's what this podcast is about. That's the best part about this podcast because you never know where it's going to go. So, how, how many episodes can we have visionary director Zach Schneider? <laughs> I, I think Zach Schneider should have directed this one. It would have been a ton more tableaus. It would have just been like slow motion piano playing. Um, but... Yeah, so, you know, it's nice to break things up. Uh, life is monotonous, and this is kind of what this show's about. Uh, this is what Bo Burnham's Inside's about, because we all spent the better part of the year, not all of us, because I sure didn't spend it inside, but we, a lot of y'all spent it inside the house 
away from people and having to play Animal Crossing. Yeah, that that's the one part of this special. So, I guess I can go ahead and say the general synopsis of this because there's, unlike other films, there's no real plot. Uh, yeah. It's just Bo Burnham. Uh, at the beginning of 2020 decided that he wanted to start performing live again after five years on hiatus. Um, of course, then COVID happened, so he decided to make a special completely by himself inside a single room, uh, and this just goes throughout that year of writing and filming it and editing it and it yeah shows it to us and that's that's, that's basically it. it and he looks like he looks like a Jesus there's a it's the slow mental decline of Bo Burnham and his isolation of a creative type an artist a comedian trying to create something from nothing um, and I think that it's it was really well done uh, I think it's cool how how he, he obviously worked very hard on it because if it was really just him and his camera I mean there's some cool stuff that he's that he did in the actual special um, oh yeah I mean th- this is like especially in the age of the internet and like influencers youtubers yeah instagrammers even like Facebook videos I mean Every, everybody is making their own stuff. Everybody wants to be creators. And yeah. so... Give me more content! While that... Uh, we'll definitely go back to uh, this... You know... Idea of everyone creating everything all the time. And all their life on the internet. Um, at the very least, this film does like have a lot of inspiration for DIY video filmmakers. Yeah, and people who are single-minded creators who are, are going to do their vision the way they need to do it, even if it's not like backed by money or shit sets or other actors. I mean, people really are entertained. I mean, like I, I on YouTube, I don't subscribe to a ton of stuff, but like I get like this one site called like totally awesome and it gives you like marvel updates and stuff and it's just one dude and he keeps playing the damn trailers from stuff in the background and he just somehow gets leaks from things and it's just you know i'm like why do i sit here and listen and watch this but most of the time the cat's right i don't know where he gets his information from but um but yeah you you don't have to do much to get uh to have a footprint in, on the internet yeah that's kind of what we're doing here we're, we're slowly building up a, a collection of uh, nonsense so that maybe one day somebody will actually listen to it and find enjoyment out of it. Well, you got to post it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't know that yet, okay? <laughs> as a, it, I, whenever I you are listening to this, you won't have to worry about this. But as of right now, we have not posted a single episode. I'm, a, of I'm one show. of these people that likes to tinker and tinker. And so I, I won't... And also... This is my version of a creator. I like to create backlogs. I like to have tons and tons and tons of things to fall back on because life gets busy, people. And, uh, you know, if we were stuck going, oh, shit, we got to definitely do it this week because we need to put an episode out, we'll be thankful we did this. Okay? (laughs) 
All right, so since Michael is the big Uber fan, I'm going to let him take reins of this episode, and then I'll say what I had to say. However, I will go ahead and say this. I saw it today. Once. With my headphones on. <laughs> on my phone. This is how I assume Bo Burnham wanted it to be watched. I mean, he even kind of yeah. mentions it in his songs. He, he knows. He's... So... I also know a little more about Bo Burnham than uh, I saw does. one of his I've, specials. I don't know what it was. Though. I've been a fan of his for a very long time. Um, not to any huge degree, but he's always been there. Um, he was a very early YouTuber, uh, so occasionally I would see his stuff on YouTube. Um, I was too young to really understand it, but he was there. Uh, his songs were always catchy. Yeah, I like his songs. You can tell that, uh, you know, there was a lot of talent there. Uh, he was picked up by Comedy Central, uh, and he did his first special Words, Words, Words. Which I think that's what I saw. Or no, the, Words, Words, Words oh, isn't on Netflix. I, I believe you saw his second special, What? Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, now that one, he did, um, that I, one released on Netflix, uh, and is very good as well. I confused words, words. him with Dimitri Martin. Words, words, words really got me... Um, like I started to become a bit more of a fan of his. Um, just because of how good his wordplay was. Uh, and Very how, smart guy. Uh, I know you can tell. one of his biggest influences is George Carlin. And while I personally never really watched or listened to George Carlin. I don't see it at all, because I've definitely seen George Carlin, and I don't see that at all. Well, it's definitely not as much in this special, but in yeah. his in his older stuff. Yeah. Um, George Carlin's like a curmudgeon. It, it's that way of always finding, like, making jokes of the, the truth of the world. You know? Yeah. Uh, the uncomfortable truth. Nick Kroll is my favorite comedian. I love him because he does voices. <laughs> I love people that do voices. <laughs> he creates his own little characters, and they're great. That's well, like so. With the the kind of comedian that I used to watch back in the day was like Jim Gaffigan. Uh, Hot pockets. I mean, that was like all he talked about. I can't I can't say he's particularly funny because it was obviously I, I like, funny for you know. A, I was in a Dane Cook for a little bit, and that shit sucks. Have you heard Dane Cook stuff? I okay. He'd like. <laughs> I actually like a lot of Dane. I want to be an alien. I want to have that mouth. I want that. And he's just like so energetic and like some of it was pretty funny. But I guess the thing with Dane Cook with me was I only ever listened to Dane Cook on YouTube, so it was only ever bits and pieces of yeah, it. Yeah. So I guess I got the best of. I watched like all his specials and and like I kept going. I really like this, and then in my head I'm like, no, no. This, this is bad. Like, this is not the type of comedy I'm into. Me and, me and my friend, we saved a, um, a video edit of his Burger King sketch. Uh, where oh, the like, BK Lounge? Where, where, the BK Lounge? No, no, BK it's where <laughs> it's his first job. He worked at the drive-thru at Burger King. And customers, <laughs> like that, really? yeah, yeah. customers would come up and be like, One burger! <laughs> Some of it was okay. I'm not going to, okay, some of it was fine. Anyways. I just like the way he talks. He would like say like the weirdest things. Um, but, 
<laughs> yeah, so you got you got Jim Gaffigan on one side and then like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Delicious. Oh no, I love that. And then and then you've got Bo Burnham on the other side. Uh yeah. At acting in the from God's perspective, I love Jeff uh, Foxworthy. Talking. Jeff Foxworthy is one of my favorite comedians. And back in the day, when his blue period, he was actually very funny. Um, but then he got into the like, what's that? The the blue collar comedy tour, and he got real, real country and family oriented, and couldn't say bad words. You just might be a redneck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If your mother has a stick cup on the ironing board, you might be a redneck. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> um, so, Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. It's funny to say his name together, Bo Burnham. Uh, Bo Burnham, in my opinion, is like Weird Al Yankovic today. The crazy thing is Weird Al Yankovic is still relevant. <laughs> but the way that his songs, especially because like Weird Al doesn't just have parody songs. He's got songs that he creates with his band and stuff like that that are non you know, not a, making fun of a hit of today. Um, and a lot of this stuff reminded me of his... I, like, I closed my eyes and I was seeing Weird Al Yankovic. And also, uh, his, like, Bo Burnham was kind of like a, a scruffy Jesus, like, or, or he's trying to be, like, hobo Jesus um, in this special. Well, he definitely... Because uh, obviously Bo Burnham, you know, he's got... While the premise of this is, like, he's stuck in his home... Uh, all on his own. In reality, uh, this room that he's in for this special is actually just like his guest house. It behind his large mansion. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say mansion, but you know he's it's got, probably he's bigger got a very than, big house. It's probably bigger uh, than the house that we're in. Currently. You know, he's yeah. got a. Uh, well, he had a girlfriend. I don't know if they're still together, but so he had a girlfriend. Let's oh, call him an aunt. He, he's got hey, family. Hey, I'm going to call Bo Burnham. Okay. Hey, Bo Burnham, what's up? Hey, you still got a girlfriend? Is there anything uh, better than pussy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what Michael said. Don't don't lump me in with him. Um, yeah, you still got a girlfriend? Oh, you don't know either? We don't either. Okay, all right, bye. See here at the Casker Podcast, we got a lifeline. We've talked to Ridley Scott. <laughs> we talked to Bo Burnham. We got everybody. So we're good. We we got visionary director Zack Snyder uh, locked up in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just hangs out there and comes up with different ways I can take his shit. Um, great, great guy. All right, so we should probably actually talk about this film now. Um, yes. I figured the best way to talk about it would be to just go through each song, because I've got a lot to say about each one. Oh, yeah, get that. Uh, Natty Light, Brood Na- in America. Brood in America since 1977. You can thank me later, Natty Light, by giving me Natty Lights. <laughs> um, so we'll start. From, I, the one thing the I was upset the most about this special was that we didn't get to see full penetration, because I, I was pretty certain there was going to be the inside of someone's cervix. I read the description, okay? Sorry, I just want to want to leave a very uncomfortable silence so anybody cervix. listening can just sit It's fun on to that. say cervix. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, go ahead. Alright. Do your uh, okay, so Michael's going to um, verbally uh, be masturbatory over this, so, so let's go. I can't wait for this. Okay, so uh, very first song, uh, just to introduce the special, his song Content. 
uh, you know, Bar- Bo Burnham enters back into the room that uh, if Campbell had watched his special Make Happy uh, before watching this, um, this is actually the same room that he ends that special in. Um, there, You don't have to watch it to really get it, but, you know, there, there's a lot of little details in this this film that go back to that special but so he, he enters back in the room uh, said that he's locked inside of his home and uh, that he has made you some content daddy has made you some content yeah which is what we all need nowadays content which there a, a lot of the songs in this do revolve around this uh, the internet and the uh, the way that we all interact with it. That's yeah. what pretty much any song is going to come down to. It's going to come back to the internet. Yeah, and then, and and I think that's very relatable due to the fact that everything we do is on the internet now. Um, you don't even have to really be involved with people or deal with people face to face. I guess here's the thing: if you are on the internet. You can't get HPV from them on the internet. You can learn about it, but you can't get it. <laughs> so, safe sex on the internet. Well, I mean, yeah, the sexing. Do you the, think if I start? Do you think if I started my own OnlyFans website, where it's just like? Well, me your own your own OnlyFans, yeah, or your my, or like a, a website that's like it. No, no, no. Me having my OnlyFans page, and it was just dad bod, and it would just be me like sitting in front of a mirror, uh, just moving my belly around. Do you think people would pay me for that? I wish I could get paid for that. Like I, I think said, people would. Let, let no, it I think people do, do the like yeah, wave. Yeah, I think that people you can would do with dig your belly. It. I think people would, like, be into it. I think people are so fucking sick on the internet that they would be into this dad bod. Dad bods are kind of in. It is. It's funny how it, it turned uh, turned a leaf there. Because I was, I was, like, real worried about that as I got older. And I was like, no, no, people are into that. That's good. Hey, thanks. From what I can tell from my time on the internet, <laughs> uh, searching up very attractive men, uh <laughs> It's about shoulders. It's about but, I got great shoulders. Yeah. You, you let get big wide shoulders. Yeah, like, take take a yeah. picture of that. Ching. Yeah. And a nice tight fitted shirt. You see why I'm wearing this V neck right now? You are wearing a V neck. I'm wearing what we, they call a Henley. It's got buttons, so it leaves my chest hairs open. Yeah, but you've got all the buttons open. <laughs> yeah, I was let them hang. So so. <laughs> so you can't see this now, internet. But if you did, you'd be sending me money right now. Flashing me a little bit of cleavage. Just a little cleave. Beaver the cleaver. (laughs) All right, Bill Burnham, we got to talk about this thing. Sorry, it's my fault. I got the only thing. All right, so not much to really say on the first song. It's just an introduction. Uh, Really, the the real introduction to it is his second song, Comedy. Uh, And so this song is... Bo Burnham trying to figure out what is his place in today's society uh, with all this 
wokeness and all this terrible these terrible things around the world you know climate change covid uh black lives matter protests um republican versus democrat yeah i mean like is it the the insurrection yeah uh russia uh, um and so snyder movies you know yeah is it okay to be funny now you know he he really says is comedy over should i leave you alone because really who's gonna go for joking at a time like this um yeah, you know, qu- questioning his place and a comedian's place in a world with so much terrible things, which he's actually talked about in a previous song uh, that you should have heard from his uh, special. What his song "Sad"? Uh, probably. It's been a long time. Um, but but that one was good because is that the one where he talks about like how how you should definitely be listening to me because I'm a white per- white man and we've been doing it for four hundred yeah, so years. He, <laughs> he hears. Uh, a heavenly voice uh, that tells him to heal the world with comedy. Um, use his his privilege uh, as both a white middle class talented man to just make jokes about things and hope that it makes things better. Yeah, well, I mean, I will say this. Like, when I describe this podcast to people that I'm trying to, like, get them to understand where we come from, like, while this ultimately is a, a podcast about horror movies and how they affect Michael and I, I also think that we provide a service to show two privileged white males trying to be PC about some very intense topics, and that's what made me. That's what made me laugh about this because I'm like, oh, I feel them because we we are very understanding individuals. Now we joke about there. There is a certain type of character that we, and I know I do this, but there's a certain character I portray on this that is not necessarily me a hundred percent of the time. But like, I would like one day to be proud for my daughter to hear some of this stuff. And say, well, you know, dad, dad is an understanding guy. Is a, you know, he tried to to let people know what's wrong and what's right based on my uh, experience. But it is funny too for us to act like we are on the charge or on the mountaintop trying to scream at people. Hey, look, this isn't right. This is this is wrong. And that's what that song reminded me of. Well, it's weird because actually, like what you're saying, really relates more to uh, his his um, his song "How the World Works." Yeah, uh, I, I'm just gonna skip around. I'm That's not fine. gonna go song by song. Uh, "How the World Works," you know, is the the song with the sock puppet. I love uh, the sock puppet, Socko. Yeah, Socko is great. Um, well, it definitely isn't like my favorite song on here uh, which we'll we'll go over like what our favorite songs are afterwards Um, favorite songs are skits but so this song uh, Bo Burnham starts it off telling normal things about how the world works such as a squirrel in a tree spreads the seeds that have fallen Uh, 
and you know those seeds will grow more trees which feed more squirrels and squirrels spread the seeds so on circle of life kind of stuff uh, then he brings his friend Sako, which is just his hand in a sock. Um, brings him up and is like, why don't you tell us some things about how the world works? And just proceeds to... Like getting some serious shit. Yeah, get, get some very serious stuff. Uh, yeah, he says, Wait, what, like... Um, the simple narrative taught in every history class is demonstrably false and pedagogically classist. Yeah, I mean, the like, I'm a big fan of, of large words, and, like, even I was going, ooh, those pretty, pretty big words. Um, the sock is smart. And the, uh, but the thing about the sock, so when he first starts singing, uh, he, he actually tells some kind of truth that you pretty much already know. You're, you you know that what they teach you in history books isn't necessarily the whole picture. I mean, obviously, history is written by the winners. Um, but then the sock starts getting into conspiracy theories, uh, such as so like this the is, FBI killed yeah, Martin Luther King. Yeah, here King. it is. This is this is it. He's like. Don't you know the world is built with blood and genocide and exploitation? The global network of capital essentially functions to separate the workers from the means of production. And the FBI killed Martin Luther King. Private property, private property inherently, inherently theft. And neoliberal fascists are destroying the left. And every politician, every cop on the street protects the interests of the pedophilic corporate elite. So, what, what I think the sock really represents is the... Um, the kind of truth seeking that we uh, seek out through the internet. There's so much like conspiracies and just false information. On yeah, there. like loose change, man. Nine one one, nine eleven. When George W. Bush did that shit. When we when we worked at Ace, there was a, a guy, or when I worked Skunk, at Ace, Skunkhead. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while since you left. Oh uh, yeah, I guess I think he's, he's just dead. following me I around. I think he killed himself. Yeah. Probably killed himself because you weren't there to make fun of him. Oh yeah. So he uh, he, but he would come in every time that he comes in. He had he'd have some new conspiracy that he would like, proceed to tell us all about. Did you know the oil pipeline is actually a? Uh, did, you know, did you know that there are woolly mammoths still in? Yeah, they yeah huh? they thaw them out and then they ride them and they pay fifteen dollars a ride. And uh, why do I have one tuft of white hair on top of my dark black hair? I don't know. Did you was know I hit by Elsa's frozen magic? Did you know that Tom Hanks was actually sent back in time yeah, to from film the future to play his adult role in Big? Yeah. Did you know Tom Hanks was sent back in time to actually be on Apollo 13? <laughs> Can we continue with more Tom Hanks? <laughs> Did you know Tom Hanks fucked Dan Brown? <laughs> so, so, I mean, yeah, it's just like... But the thing is, when you you have to second guess everything that you read on the internet, because if you were to take it all with a grain of salt, uh, then you would believe you, in so much crap. Yeah, the internet is full of crap and full of shit that people just make up. And Facebook, I'm looking at you, Facebook. You're you're part of this shit. Like, the false narratives that Facebook puts on there and allows to be put on there blows my mind. Now, we're, we're too... I mean, I'm 
not going to speak for Michael, but I'm a liberal guy. I'm a uh, I'm probably more liberal than most. But like in the South, it's amazing the crazy bullshit that people come up with. And one of them is that if you get vaccinated for COVID, you've got a mind control device in your brain. Well, the the one that has actually like I, I loved seeing this show up online and how it was immediately like all almost all sides uh, just completely you know dismissed it uh, was the the fact that getting the vaccine would give you uh, magnetism <laughs> so they they <laughs> oh have you not seen this no what the fuck oh my god it's so funny it's got a um, there's this woman you know at like a city council or whatever kind of thing and she's like see and it's like putting stuff like metals on her breast uh, to show that it's like sticking um, and then putting it on their arm uh, but they're like sweaty so it is sticking on them but then they come and they put some baby powder on and then put the uh, and it falls right off <laughs> yeah what the fuck <laughs> like how's that okay so um, I'm not gonna name any names, but I will name uh, their per- their previous relations to me. But my ex-wife, at the very beginning of our child's life, she was spouting that crap about like vaccines make your kids uh, mentally challenged or have gives them autism or gives them like limp dick or something. I don't know what she was talking about. Um, but like I kept going, uh, I don't think so, because uh, I've got vaccines and. I'm fine. I mean, I'm I'm crazy, but I'm not mentally challenged. And uh, so eventually I found uh, that John Oliver, who I find is one of the smartest men alive and, and a great comedian too, but um, he, his show on HBO is very, they, they take a topic and they really hammer it home about how stupid people are. And... Um, they did a whole thing about vaccinations and how, like, California has had, like, an uptick of measles. Um, well, you know what? Measles shouldn't exist now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, basically, extinct yeah. illness Me- measles, measles due are like, to vaccines being yeah. brought In back the United States, people are so dumb. Measles should be as, as hard to get as lose. So, like, so I kept, I said, I'm going to show her this so that maybe she can get it through a thick skull that vaccines aren't bad and uh, all it took was a 30 minute little episode to show her that you can't always believe what you see and that guy that came up with that vaccine stuff wasn't even a doctor he was like Trump's doctor uh, the, the there's a whole the thing about that anti-vax there's a whole history of just like misinformation there's misinformation of the misinformation yeah of the misinformation and that is what led it to the point because even like the original uh don't get this vaccine wasn't even uh about it like causing autism yeah um you know it just like through media and like person to person it, the, the story changed every time, and that's what has led it to the point that it's at now. Well, just like uh, the internet, news media, ultimately you're watching one person or one group's agenda pushed by somebody. 
And a lot of people don't know this too, but like your local news is governed by some other bigger conglomerate, which is pushing their agenda. And so ultimately you as a human being has to sit there and think, do I accept this agenda that is being forced down my throat? Do I accept that I'm going to be a sheep and follow the herd? Or am I going to do my own independent research from other sources and try to figure out what's best for me? Well, so in, in how the world works, uh, after Sacco's uh, rant, you know, Bo Burnham says, that's pretty intense. It's very intense. Sock's like, no shit. Bo Burnham says, what can I do to help? And uh, this, the Sock just replies, read a book or something, I don't know. Just don't burden me with the responsibility of educating you. Going back to what what I did. I I had the burden to educate somebody that I thought was smart enough to understand that you don't always just take things at face value, but it doesn't always work out that way. And then Bo Burnham says, I'm sorry, Sako. I was just trying to become a better person. Uh, To which the Sock just replies, why do you rich fucking white people insist on seeing every socio-political content conflict through the myoptic lens of your own self-actualization? This isn't about you, so either get with it or get out of the fucking way. And well, that that is true. This is a uh, that actually really hit me at home. That hit uh, me as a white there, man. because <laughs> what well, I mean, yeah, as, as a white man, but like back. I'm not going to say that I started listening to the news because of the 2016 election. It just happened to coincide together. Like, I started, I decided to try to keep up with the news so I could learn more about the world, uh, be a part of the conversation. Um, and so, it's ended, up, ended up just you know, get me and all the election and president stuff and uh, immediately regretting. Immediately regretting <laughs> yeah. everything you say to anybody because people lose their shit over that um, stuff. But, you know, it hit close to home because that is... That is exactly why I started uh, paying attention to the news was because I wanted to um, feel... I wanted to have something to say. I want people to listen to me. Well, I mean, and, and here's the thing. is it, You can have all the right information. You can have all the right news. And you can use that to your advantage. But when you're dealing with 90% of the people don't believe anything that's coming out of your mouth, it's hard to even fight them. I, I've, I've got to the point now where I don't even argue much. Unless it's something dumb. Like... The COVID vaccine is going to make you a zombie, and you're going to be in control of Joe Biden. Joe Biden's going to make you like care about people, so that would suck. Well, so I, I don't want to get this show like too political, uh, because even now, as much as I've tried to pay attention to stuff, I I do have a bias uh, that I've grown, especially during this past. Um, this past uh, couple of years, I've, you know, I used to say I was more of a centralist. Now I would, I would say that I lean more towards Democrat. Um, but that's just the divide of the parties. Yeah, and, and how, it, how it far does 
gotten, but also just the the general way that information that I get information uh, as it travels through the internet has like they create this these stories of how things are. Yeah, when all I really care about is Kim Kardashian's tits. You you got to get some better tits than that. No, I, I do. They're okay. Um, so, like, as a former Republican that became Democratic, and, and I'm not even saying, like, I'm a full-fledged Democrat. Like, I'm probably a little mix of both. Um, sometimes I wish America would be like that, where they can see kind of both sides and understand. But, like, I'm not a rich person. And I'm not a, uh, a person of wealth uh, or, or status. But, like, to me, the Republican side moved so quickly to now we're the elite, and the Democratic side has become more of the social side. And that's kind of why I jumped on that board, because I realized, oh, I'm not rich, and anything that y'all do is not affecting me. But I do see that it's kind of crazy how since, since the election, since COVID ended... Well, like, COVID ended... Co- COVID is not. It's not over. You know I mean? Since since the, the big the, shutdown is kind of done. Yeah, the big the big lockdown is done. COVID is still out there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, as of right now, Japan has really hit hard by COVID. I was actually really surprised that they're still doing really? the Olympics. Well, you know, the, the uh, like, another, another thing I noticed, too, like, have you noticed that commercials, like, have been full-fledged masks the whole time? Like, I, I guess... I'm so used to this now, I'm like, oh, that's normal, that even in our commercials, we're all wearing masks. Should we still be wearing masks? I, I don't feel that I have the the say for it. I, I'd say, you know, in general, like, if you are vaccinated, uh, then, you know, you, you've taken the first big step towards healing um, but the work isn't actually done there yeah uh, there there is still need for social distance there is still need for masks um, you know go ahead and let us know in the comments of how wrong we are of everything <laughs> if we ever post it yeah um, <laughs> so okay so Bo Burnham um, my favorite song can I talk about my favorite song yeah my favorite song is the White Woman's Instagram song. I wish we could play this without getting in trouble. Yeah, I'm afraid great. of getting copyright. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not. We're not here to, to steal anyone's music, but we. It is a very funny song. But all, luckily, while his uh, his special "Make Happy," the, the songs have not been released on any kind of streaming. Uh, so it's like if I want to listen to it, I've got to either go on Netflix or watch someone's torrent on YouTube. Yeah. But uh, but inside all the songs uh, are released onto streaming platforms. So you know Apple Music, YouTube, YouTube Music, uh, Spotify, Spotify, you know all all those things. So uh, I have been listening to it nonstop, and I've been listening to Dua Lipa because I'm just into that sexy music right now. But White, White Woman's Instagram is actually one of my top songs. It's not my favorite song. Uh, we'll get into my, my favorite song in a little bit. But it's up there. It's funny. One, it's because funny shit. It's, <laughs> just, it's just a catchy song. Like, the comedy songs are at their best when they're not only funny, 
they not only have something like there's meat to the song even though most of it is a single kind of joke uh, there's there's something to to get from the song but it's also just good to listen to well like um there was there was this one comedy song that I really like called the ultimate showdown of ultimate history oh yeah, yeah. that's a great <laughs> I, I used to listen to that song all the time on uh, on Newgrounds Newgrounds what was that oh you've never been on that's a that's before YouTube time uh, a lot of creators that I actually still watch uh, in some ways made their start on Newgrounds. It was a place for... That was uh, Lemon Demon, wasn't it? In the name of that guy that created that one? Uh, don't actually know. Yeah, that was the... It always had like the battle of all the cool superheroes and turtles and even Bill and Ted. And then in the end, I think Mr. Rogers murdered everybody. It's great. Yeah. But, um... But yeah, so that's why this song is near my top five. Um, you know... Like probably, probably my then, third favorite. Song. And then like him like taking like the different shots of him actually reenacting these white women Instagram photos were even better because like he he like commits to it. I mean, there's one where like he's in like a button down shirt, but like I guess he's wearing women's underwear. And I was like, damn, I was like, he's like really into this. Like, it was just really cool. Like the uh, yeah, as much as we talk about the the songs in Bo Burnham's uh, special. This is as much of a visual treat as it is yeah. uh, auditory. I, I always uh, think those those reactionary videos are funny. So like he did a reaction video of a reaction of a reaction of a reaction, and that's that's something like I would do. Like my initial, I okay. So we've had a couple of I had a couple of ideas for the podcast initially. Uh, the first one being like a parody of all the podcasts that you listen to. Like take everything that you've ever listened to and then do like one episode this one one episode that one and uh, that kind of reminded me of that I was like okay well we're in the same wavelength there um, besides the revenge part that we that didn't take but um, I like that kind of stuff I like that and then he did the video game thing yeah. where, where he did the Death Stranding joke and <laughs> yeah. um, which I think is funny too because like there are kids and adults that will stare at somebody playing video games well the the thing about... I thought we just did that in our house, but apparently... Oh, uh, there's, there's just so much with this. But so, like, with the, the, the reaction one, uh, I love... I mean, obviously, it, it's part of the joke, but how he breaks down uh, each yeah. interaction. But what, what gets me about that... And, I mean, doing this podcast um, in some way shows that we are... Maybe not that we are creative... Uh, because everybody's doing a podcast. Speak for yourself. But that we are creators. Yes. And that is what I feel that that skit was really about, is that that way that you can obsess over um, what you make. Uh, kind of like me. But before... So... We said this before, but I, I have a photography business that I now do full-time. Um, you know, I, I'm not working uh, at the hardware store anymore. I, I, it's just me and my camera now. But um, before that, 
I wanted to be a filmmaker, specifically an animator. And I stopped animating because of how I wasn't like mentally able to keep doing it. Uh, I obsessed over every single frame. The minutia. Um, yeah, every yeah. which anybody who has ever done animation knows that you cannot obsess over every single frame because you'll spend a month on one second. Mm. Twenty-four frames a second. You you don't have time to to worry too much about every single frame. You've got to you got to keep moving. Um, and so the way that when he starts this, you know he he praises his work. He says you know there's all these songs about like hustle culture and stuff, and I just wanted to you know make something about that. But then when it when he reacts to his uh, reaction, he says, like, well, here, I'm trying to sound smart. Yeah. Uh, though I don't actually know what I'm saying. And then when he reacts to that part, and he's like, see, this is actually a coping mechanism, is yeah. to just break myself down. Uh, yeah. Because... <laughs> actually, it, it's <laughs> just like, that's, that is exactly how I would do with my work. I, it, it became to the point where... Uh, my output was directly compared to my um, obsession. Well, how like who I am as a person? So it's like if I if I produce nothing, then I am nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I myself um, at the very beginning stages of of my twenties, uh, um, me and a couple of friends started doing like audio skits for MySpace. And uh, we had a little group called Bad Ham, and um, basically what it would be is me getting pissed off at something and saying, let's make fun of it. Uh, then we would do these little <laughs> audio skits, and that's kind of how I do things now. Um, anything that, I, that makes me go, I just like, okay, I make fun of it. Um, so for a long time, I did that, and I will tell you, somewhere in somebody's hard drive, there are probably 200 hours of audio skits of us just making jokes and me doing voices and... Eventually, I even learned how to do it by myself. Like, it was just me talking to myself, but as characters. Um, you can still see some of the Bad Ham stuff on YouTube if you go to Bad Ham Group uh, at YouTube. If you Subscribe to our Patreon to get access. To no, you don't have to do that. <laughs> it's right there. If you go to YouTube, search and type in Bad Ham Group, you'll see everything we did. Um, and basically, it was anywhere from uh, me uh, uh, making fun of those herpes pills commercials all the way up to the day I had a migraine and vomited all over myself uh, playing Guitar Hero too much. Um, and it was just like those little things that I would find funny and we would go out and do it. And, um, but in the end, as a creator, um, you go back and you go back and look at the comments and you're like, am I not as funny as I think I am? <laughs> like, am I not as good as I thought I was? Um, you can't, I think as I've got out of that I realized not everybody's going to get your stuff and so going along that uh, and com coming back to white woman's Instagram uh, that is what the song like really hits to uh, to me is how uh, you know it's about creators 
But the thing is, everyone is a creator now. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's shown the mundane bullshit that white women put on their Instagram to seem interesting. Yeah, it's all like, if you're... It's almost like if you're not putting yourself out there on the internet, then you're not... Real, I mean, even South Park has made a joke about it. It's like, if you... They, they had the joke where, like, if you deleted your uh, account that was, like, killing yourself. Yeah, like on Facebook. Yeah. The Facebook, um... Uh, what's it called? Uh, Tron episode. Yeah, you know, so... There's... Um, there's a bit in White Woman's Instagram where he breaks down, uh, and it's my favorite part of this song, but he says, um, well, so throughout the whole song, he's been saying things like, coffee table made out of driftwood, a bobblehead of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, oh my goodness, I can't speak, um, some random quote from Lord of the Rings incorrectly attributed to Martin Luther King. Uh, so things like that. But so he breaks it down and he goes, her favorite photo of her mom, the caption says, I can't believe it. It's been a decade since you've been gone. Mama, I miss you. I miss sitting with you in the front yard. Um, I mean, just going on like this sweet post about her mom. And I, so I see these all the time. Even I've made uh, posts like this before. But every so often I'll ask, why, why am I putting this out there? Why am I making this post? And I don't do like it. There, there's real. You know, he really brings the humanity in the song um, when he brings this part into it. But at the same time. It's just so sad. It is. It's and 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 once again, that goes back to my comment about Facebook. How it aggravates me is because uh, why am I getting mad at somebody for posting their thoughts and feelings of the day or what they want to post? I don't know. And and then like, why would I be mad at somebody for being mad that I posted something stupid? Um, but that's, that's the world we live in now. It used to not be like that. Um, I try to stay off of social media as much as I can. I think the, the thing about it that gets uh, more... I, I can't think of the word, but like... Um, a synonym for evil. <laughs> it's not evil, but uh, weird about it is when you have creators that are like social media is their platform is there, they're making money from it yeah, yeah. so you turn you turn a, a genuine moment real emotion uh, into content and likes and views you know it can't just be it can't just be I miss my mom it's I need to make a post about this and uh, milk some likes. Yeah, all my and, fans and, would like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that's the one thing about this that made me sad about humanity was just most of the content of this special made me realize how stupid we're all getting about everyday life and 
Like, you should be happy if, if you have a family, and you should be happy that you have a boat. You should be happy that you have a good job. You should be happy that... But you don't... You don't have to always let people know, you know, out there. And, you know, it'd be great if I was on the French Riviera on a yacht right now and letting people know that. But mm, that, I think, gives people false hope that that's obtainable. Um, and that's the one thing I realized about social media is that not everything, that social media, reality, TV, not everything you see on there is possible for the average person. Well, it's it's so like, um, well, I, don't, I lost what I was going to say. I'm with you. That's how I feel. I feel completely lost, and I don't have much to say about it other than the fact that we are living in a society that values... Oh. I remember. Okay. Yeah. Right. So trying, he. I was just trying to make up something. Yeah. He has um a part where he's laying down uh, amidst all his cords and stuff, laying in a blanket and a pillow, talking into the microphone and saying about you know how maybe it wasn't such a good idea to let digital media corporations uh, control the way that we feel. Yeah. Uh, so much like so much of our interactions with daily life are just through through content curated from these places and they're profiting off of it yeah and how they, many... they are profiting off of our uh, interactions and emotions and rolling in dough and you know we're we're getting sad that a post we had only made a hundred likes. Yeah. And see, that doesn't even... That doesn't even affect me. I don't care. Yeah, it... But I I see... So, my... You know, I've got friends and family that are, are like, more... (laughs) (laughs) I've got friends and family that are more on social media, and, uh, I mean... There's always the joke of, like, uh, girls taking pictures and then scrolling through them and saying, none of these are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't matter what kind of filter I put on. Yeah. And filters, that, filters are scary. Like, they can make you look great. Take every wrinkle out of your well, face. Well, have you seen the, um, the thing about the, like, there's a filter that makes you look, like, a combination of filters that uh, makes this, like, 30-year-old woman look underage and she's like catfishing pedophiles. Really? It, it's it's a weird thing. It's scary. But it, it's scary. If you're in the online dating world, uh, you don't uh, know who's who. Deep fakes? That's scary stuff. I mean, like, obviously right now, it's mostly just used for, you know, celebrities putting them in porn and stuff, which is terrible. Um, but it... It's hard to really have much of a feeling about it because it doesn't actually affect me that much. Um, But the further that this technology goes, and it will, because that's the natural progression of things, uh, that's a really terrifying Terrifying, man. (laughs) Because you don't know what you're you're walking into most of the time. So, I want to go ahead and, because... 
uh, Campbell actually said, I don't know how we're going to talk about this film for an hour. We, we I, definitely didn't I, talk I, about the film for an hour. <laughs> we talked about things. Okay. But, but we were in the same room, I think. So. Well, I want to I want to skip ahead uh, to my actual favorite song of it, of the special, That Funny Feeling. Um, and first, just a, a little prop to the set. Uh, like I said, this, vi- this film is a visual treat despite it just being Bo Burnham in one single room with some lights and a projector. Um, but so in this, he makes it look like he's at a uh, campfire, but it's a projection of woods, and then his fire is just an LED light that's kind of blinking, like flickering a little. Yeah. It's so good. Um, but that funny feeling hits like that this was a song that on my first viewing I didn't really know how to feel about it uh in my second viewing I started to tear up a little bit Uh, I think like as I got to that part in this special I was putting up clothes and that's probably why I'm not like I guess I don't remember it too much like what's the lyrics of it so it starts off um starts off stunning 8k resolution meditation app which already like just says so much about the the mixture of uh, media with like you know meditation is supposed to be something that takes you away from all the like uh material things and yet the this meditation app uh, stunning 8K, you know, wor- worried about like how it how it looks and all that. It's just that's just us. That's just the, the yeah. world now. Uh, in honor of the revolution, it's half off at the Gap. Yeah, that's and the the way we. So the this song um, hits you with so many uh, weird things that like on so. Some of it is actually funny, like in honor of the revolution, it's half off at the gap. That's a, that's a funny joke. I mean, I've seen that joke before. It's a funny joke um, about how we we make a sale out of anything. Uh, you know, Independence Day or not Independence Day? What? What's the the holiday that it's like? That's the day you go and buy a mattress. Uh, President's Day. It's like a weird day. Yeah. Yeah, it's I think it's President's Day. Is it President's Day? It's like a weird, odd thing. Why, like, in, in honor of President's Day, lay down on this mattress. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Guy Fox Day? Maybe? <laughs> the, um... Canada Day. But a lot of it also isn't actually funny. Uh, and so I, I wondered for a while what they meant by that funny feeling. Because, like... One of it is uh, a gift shop at the gun range, a mass shooting at the mall. Uh, and so, especially like, like I think it was 2019, maybe, maybe 2018, 2019, there, it just seemed like every, every day you'd hear about a shooting. Somebody shooting somebody. Yeah, shooting, a shooting at a school, shooting at a mall. I had a friend who actually, um, she, she wasn't hurt or anything, but she was at uh, uh, the Northwoods Mall 
in South Carolina when there was a shooting. The shooter went up almost like right beside her when he pulled out his gun. Which uh, is crazy. Like, how does that even... Like, where do you... How do you get to that point where you're... Instead of like, all right, the world sucks. I'm angry. I want to kill myself. Well, I want to take out some innocent people too. My, I had friends that were in the Virginia Tech massacre. They were there that day. And uh, they described to me... Because I called them and I said, I just want to make sure that you're not dead. But, like, they, they described that, like, this that's crazy to even think about. But, like, they would have, they had classes with this dude that did this. Like, like do you think there's a correlation between, like, these mental problems people have or these deep depressions people have with what's going on on the Internet at all times? Do you think there's a correlation between that mental instability and what they see on the Internet? as part of the problem. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. So, we talked about, the, like, the internet, um, it, the internet is everything. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the, the song, uh, in this special that is the thematic, um, center of the entire piece is his song, Welcome to the Internet. Yeah. Uh, which is, like this carnivalesque song, uh, where he goes through. He's like, Come on up. Yeah, he, he's like, up. "Welcome to internet. We we've got mountains of content. Uh, you know, would you like to see the news or any famous women's feet?" Yeah, yeah, that's 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 true. You can literally. Uh, but the the big, the big line of this is, uh, "Could I interest you in everything all of the time?" Yeah. Apathy is a tragedy, and boredom is a crime. Yeah. Yeah, I feel. I do think that this is a... He's got his finger on the pulse of what's going on right now. I think that uh, a lot of you that got stuck inside, unfortunately, were victim of a lot of stuff that you may not recognize now, but later on down the line, you may need a therapist to talk to about. Um, thank God for the Nintendo Switch, because that saved a lot of y'all. Um, but I do think that this, this special was... One of the more topical comedy specials I've ever seen. Um, I see why you like it. Uh, the whole time I was watching, I was like, "Yeah, I know I Michael likes it. <laughs> it's like perfectly Michael." Well, it's a it's a bit of like I I often use uh, media as a form of like therapy or coping um, with my own mental struggles. Yeah, because um, we both are very introspective people. Always have been. Yeah, it. it which I, I I correlate a lot of a lot of it to my general like empathy. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I that's right. Like it, you, you ever get that feeling like when you watch uh, when you watch something, you take on the feelings of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm um, an Aquarius, so <laughs> I'm pretty empathetic anyway. Um, but I I do consider myself an empath, and that's why I generally most predatory uh, signs go after me because of, they feed off my empathetic nature. However, I have learned the term apathy, and that is real. I do once once I found out once I find apathy, that's pretty much it. For me or whoever. I'm apathetic too. Uh, the the way that um the special just it I'm not gonna say like I come out of the special feeling good. 
No. Um, because if anything, this special really just comes down to there is a lot of problems and it seems like we're too far in. Like, there's nothing we can do about it. So I'm just going to sing some songs and hope that it hopes that it makes me feel... Like, in the beginning, it, it seems like it's more about uh, I'm going to try and heal the world. But by the end, you realize he's trying to heal himself uh, because there's all this fucked up stuff. And it's just like, what do you do? I'm just going to do the only thing I know how to do uh, while also still being able to make money off of it. Yeah. Well, know, I mean, I've got to make a living. We as... Uh, I think that that's for everybody. There's nothing we can do about the way the world is swinging. But you can worry about yourself and your immediate loved ones and try to better them and yourself. And I think that in the end, the only way the world will get any better and this is sad for me to say because I do love podcasts but internet needs to go because I do think that uh, you're seeing a lot of agendas pushed by people with money to make you feel a certain way and that's what this the special was great I love the music very funny however it did leave me with this like almost haunting feeling that we're fucked we're all fucked um, unless we do something about it his, or we'd be uh, more honest with each other. Or take a fucking picture without a filter. That's all it takes. Show me who you are as a person. Uh, he's just, uh, his his song "All Eyes on Me," which is while the uh, "Welcome to the Internet" is the thematic core of this, "All Eyes on Me" is the emotional core of this. Um, he, he's got his part where, uh, well, so he says, oh. now he addresses the audience, says, are you feeling nervous? Are you having fun? It's almost over. It's just begun. Um, which really you can attribute it both to the special and also to the general feelings of the world. Um, but so he said, don't overthink this. Look in my eye. Don't be scared. Don't be shy. Um, as if he's going to lead you somewhere. Uh, and he says, you say the ocean's rising like I give a shit. So he's already, instead of coming with any kind of solutions, you know, about like you know, saving, saving the environment, he's like, Fuck it. It's already too late. Like, I give a shit. You say the whole world's ending? Honey, it already did. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's over. And, and that's the worst part is we fucked it up for everybody. Yeah. And, um, you know, there was a couple of really smart people that tried to to stop us and tried to get us to think about it. But in the end, we let, once again, our own agendas pushed by other people get in the way. And people uh, believing in lies and... You know, one day, and it may not be my kids, it may be my kids' kids that are affected, but shit's getting hotter, things are disappearing, and there's nothing we can do to stop it now. It's done. Don't be scared, don't be shy, come on in, the water's fine. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm not scared, because I know I'll be long dead probably before this happens. Hell, I may not. Um, but... 
I, I feel I feel what he was going for, and 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 it is just it's scary that a comedy special can make you feel that way. But so in the end, is there anything you want to talk about, Michael? This is Michael's baby, so. <laughs> What else would you like to talk about before we go to whether we would recommend this to the average horror movie? Because this is pretty scary shit, too. Well, I, I see this is way different than any, like, horror-related re- media. Uh, this was more... One, I wanted to take a break from horror. Um, shit was you know, I, I, I love horror, but I, I, I have a lot of other stuff. And this film just affected me on such a profound level uh, with just how well it was crafted, um, you know, from the, the pacing of it, which this thing's like only an hour and a half, and it just flies by to me. Um, the songs are amazing, super well written, but there's also... Like it, just the quick fire little things about each song. Uh, you've got FaceTime with my mom, uh, which is probably his most just like comedy esque song, like more than anything. Uh, but it still says a lot about our relationship to the people close to us through the internet, how our interactions are just curated through these, these apps. Um, Unpaid intern, uh, which is about unpaid interns, uh, which is just like fucked up. So I remember the most fucked up thing. I remember when I was an unpaid intern, and I, I'd be there uh, at the studio for like six hours, um, you know, doing work. I did some school work while I was there too. I was in college, uh, but. Yeah, I'm doing free work now. The first thing I learned as a photographer is don't work for free. No, you don't. You don't work for free. You know, free. Pe- people will try to tell you, like, well, you can use this to like get your name out there. Fuck that. No. Get that bread. Yeah, give me some bread. Honey, uh, wheat. You know, it is. It is the modern age slavery. It is very uh, like we, you know, other than the actual slavery yeah. that is still. Uh, yeah, that's still you know, there kept in yeah. other parts of the world. And we, we had stipend interns at the resort that I worked at, and I still felt bad for them. They didn't get much anyway. But they did at least get paid and had the opportunity for tips. Um, but but then next on, uh, Bezos 1 and in conjunction Bezos 2, uh, which, you know, is just this congratulatory anthem to Jeffrey Bezos. Uh, for coming from the, nothing to something. Yeah, he's the richest man in the world. But it's really just about how we idolize these billionaires uh, trillionaire in the case of Jeffrey Bezos I mean a ridiculous amount of money if they gave even just a fraction of the money then like literally world hunger poverty like that that's that stuff we're able to help and yet they've got an absurd amount of money shit yeah well that's not the Disney Disney too. Well, yeah, but it's not like I'm not gonna go watch the next Disney film, even though I haven't watched Luca yet. Luca, Luca. I had a guy that went to school with us. That's how he said Luca. Luca. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, um, <laughs> what the fuck is Luca anyway? I, I don't know. I haven't seen anything about the movie. Uh, yeah. I heard it's just okay. But 
but regardless, you know, it's a Disney. Or I, I'm, Pixar, of course, right? I'm gonna go watch uh, the next Marvel movie. Uh, I'm excited for Black Widow. I think I've become less excited for Black Widow. I mean, I'm not as excited as I was before Endgame. Yeah, but I, I, I feel like that was the point. Disney kind of knew people would drop off. Like that was, that was an ending to a big story. So now they've gone. They're trying to go back into it a little bit too. Because I mean, like they, they've got to set something right? new up. But my thing is. I think that Disney's fucked a little bit because I think, honestly, regardless of the TV shows that have come out on Disney+, Plus, I think that the separation between Endgame and the last time you sat in a movie theater and watched a Marvel movie may actually not be as profitable as they think. I mean, I, I don't know. There's something about like getting like that dopamine hit, kind of how they were doing it, and now it's been months without it. A year without it, and I wonder if that will affect the way that people watch those movies now. I don't know, cause I I don't know. Cause the, see, like, like I'm not excited. You know, for, really, like Endgame became Endgame. the the highest grossing. Well, now second highest grossing because Avatar cheated. Fuck you, Avatar. Um, and then, uh, but it was the highest grossing film. Yeah, if it was the highest grossing film. You know, half those people didn't watch the other, yeah, the other Marvel movies. True. Uh, I mean, or, or a lot of people didn't. There, there's people that like that was their first Marvel movie. I think uh, I've, I've people people like when Endgame came out, they could tell this was an event. This was yeah. This was cinema history in the making, and it was, and it may not ever reach that point again. It was amazing. Uh, which it was is, really cool to see in the theater. Especially yeah. after you... I mean, I didn't watch every one of the movies, including, like, the Hulk movies. That, but I I, well, pretty, I pretty much watched every movie. I think the, the Hulk movie kind of... And, but not... That, and, sorry, that was not Edward Norton. That was the other one. There was Edward Norton and the other one. They that, that's, like, and, that's like the black sheep of it. You know, it, it technically started... Yeah. Well, I, well, no Iron Man... Well, I guess Hulk was the first one. Where Iron they Man was really the really kicked it off. Yeah, I, like, Iron like, Man started it. Oh, Tony Stark. But then once uh, Iron Man came at the end of the the Hulk movie, that's when it was like, holy shit! This See, is this, this this is how <laughs> this is why Disney makes so much money. We were talking about these huge conglomerates making shit tons of money and and not giving it back, and we're here talking about we're giving them free press. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. And this is why I don't know what we would actually do about this is because these are still made by people. Uh, the directors of it of these movies, you can watch like their previous work and you can see them like grow and uh, there's different styles to their movies. So there, there's a piece of humanity in each of these films. It's not just Disney. But in the end, the big money comes back to Disney. Yeah. You know, they get to put it into these products that we buy and, and they put get, it in their park. And, and they get to say what's right and what's wrong and what the directors can say and can't say. And they can do all that stuff because they got all that money, that Disney money, that Jew-hating money. Disney hates the Jews. Go ahead. <laughs> So, okay, we've talked about... We're running long. I mean, we don't... We normally, for a normal horror movie podcast, we do about a hour 
12, hour 15. We're in the hour 20 range, okay? Yeah. Okay, so this was an experiment uh, that Michael wanted to do, like every 15 episodes, do something different. So I can't wait for me to choose one because he's going to be in for a treat. It doesn't have to be every 15 episodes. Uh, that, that was just what yeah. happened to I mean, me. I think it kind of works out that way. I mean, that makes sense. Break it up every once in a while. Yeah. Um, and do something different because, like, you know, now I'm not necessarily going to recommend a, a special, but I recommend a different type of movie. And, or a movie that's not necessarily considered a horror movie, but still has that aspect. Well, I'm glad this this film has gotten the the praise it, it has. Uh, I mean, this was... Uh, now, I don't know how big it had gotten. I really hope that it gets the critical uh, praise that it does. While I don't really care about the Oscars anymore... I hope this this film makes its way in there in some way. Like it's got to. I mean, it's very very ingenious. I mean, it's a smart move. Like, but that shows you like if you've got the talent, the time, the money, you can do pretty much anything by yourself. Well, that's a that's a big thing if you have the money. Even though he made this on his own, you know, this is a a rich not all of us privileged man that was like you know during the pandemic. Didn't he, have to worry he about. Totally it. was okay to just yeah. work on this because he already had the money in the bank, and then also knowing that if he makes something, then Netflix is going to take it and give him more money. Correct. Remember what we said about Netflix. Next, Netflix. If you have an idea, trust me, they'll make it. They'll make it. Don't worry about that, Netflix. We could do the Cat Scare podcast, the TV show on Netflix. I guarantee today, if I called them and asked them. They'd be like, oh, what's, the, what is it, what's it about? Oh, it's just two dudes sitting in a room talking about bullshit. All right. Isn't that what, uh, didn't, didn't Zach Galifianakis have what, like Between a, Two Ferns? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I said, and sadly, we're not, we're not famous at all. No one knows who we are. Um, so, would you recommend this special to the average horror? That doesn't work. Would you recommend this I recommend, I recommend this to everyone. Yeah, I, I recommend it to everybody to that likes comedy and likes uh, pop culture riffs because that's what we do here a lot. Um, and uh, I think it's very smart. It's very ingenious. Uh, Bo Burnham's got a lot of talent. He's the new Weird Al without the parodies. Um, but he's parodying life, technically. Um, yeah, I definitely say check it out. And um, so next week. We're going to get back into our normal schedule. Normal. Normal stuff. Normal in quotes. Now, I've been having a battle within myself about what I want to do for our uh, triumphant return back to horror. And uh, originally I wanted to push Psycho Gorman because I just fucking love that movie. It's great. However, I've I've watched two horror comedies because I kind of wanted to, once again, jump off the comedy aspect and do more of a traditional comedy with a horror bent. So I watched three movies, I watched two movies besides Psycho Gorman in the past couple of weeks in between us doing this, uh, doing As Above, So Below to Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. I watched Housebound, which is a New Zealand horror movie about a girl who gets in trouble and gets stuck in her mom's house and it's haunted, it's pretty good. And then I watched another one on Shudder called um, Vicious Fun, which is a take on 80s uh, horror slasher movies, uh, which is very good too. Well, I want to watch all three of them, and let's do the podcast on that because they're all great. 
I still think I want Michael to enjoy just the unadulterated craziness of Psycho Corman. So. Good. I'm, I'm excited to watch it. Next I, I almost watched it yeah. during our I think you, break. I think you do need to see it any, a couple times because it's not it's not scary. I will go ahead and say that. It does not have like a scary aspect to it. But if you've ever seen like Wishmaster or those movies with these like big hulking ethereal creatures, that's what this is. But instead it's like, you know how like me and my dog, this is me and my monster. And uh, it's, a, it's a very funny take on youth. Um, and I think you're dealing with a little bit of what we deal with every day now as someone on the spectrum and how they're like smarter than all of us deep down. Um, so I really think that Michael's going to like it. Um, I really think that you're going to like it too. But it is a very, very good underrated B-movie um, that has come out on Shutter recently. So, oh. still got my password, right? Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, it's one, two, three, four, right? Yeah, it's um, Campbell Trip. Oh, damn, is it my last name? I have to bleep it out. I'm not going to bleep it out. Fuck it. Um, at um, geocities.com. Um, what if we just gave someone else's email? If there's a camera trip like, at geocities.com, we've got to talk. Call so, me. Someone, someone's email that like happens to have an account. Yeah, just write, write me at one two three Fake Street, Anytown, USA. Yeah. One two three four five six. So, uh, this has been the Cat Scare Horror Movie Podcast. <laughs> um. We'll see you next week, and good night, and good luck. Oh, do we... Uh, sorry. I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. And uh, good night, and good luck. I Bye. Bye.